Hello, and welcome back to Patrick's Green Tea Podcast. This episode was recorded on May 31st, 2021, with special guest Paul Fumano. Paul is an actor from New Jersey living in Los Angeles. A few minutes into this episode, I say that there's a podcast called How Stuff Works that incorporates fan-submitted jingles into the show, but I meant to say that the podcast is called Stuff You Should Know. About an hour and a half into the episode, Paul said he wanted to do more song covers on Instagram. He ended up putting out a consistent weekly series called Tunes Day, where he put out a cover on Tuesday every week, sometimes with clones of himself singing harmonies in the videos. I apologize for the blasphemy when I talk about Dune. I say things like the director of the original Dune wasn't that good when I haven't even seen it. I'm excited to watch the original whenever I get the chance. I regret how dismissive I was of astrology when Paul brought it up. I don't think I'm as dismissive of it anymore, so I was surprised at how I reacted to the topic. Feel free to email me your spin on the Patrick Screen Tea theme song, and you'll have a chance to be featured in a future podcast episode. The show's email address is patrickscreentea at gmail.com. That's it, and I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the uh, podcast. It's it's been a while since we've like, you know, full on talked um, it face yeah. to face. So <laughs> yeah, it's been a really long time. I feel like it's probably that that last Grateful Dead show. Probably was like twenty eighteen, right? Either that or twenty nineteen. It might have been twenty nineteen, but yeah, that was City Field night one. Um, yeah my friend nick and i we we got like a little edible um mushroom chocolate and uh you're supposed to have three i think to get like a full dose but we only got we we bought two and had one each and we just like got a tip of the iceberg nothing really it's probably, it's probably for the better definitely there's a lot of people there and i don't know yeah. i've like done stuff like that with like that many people but I don't know if it's my forte. Yeah, I did. Um, did you have like a little, a little to go like sauce cup type of thing, or was it? Um, did it look like something real? It looked like a turtle. Oh, okay. They were like pressed into little turtle boys. They were. It was actually pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I I actually have like a shroom connected out here now, which is kind of cool. <laughs> for like moving out here um yeah how have you been though how how has i'm like i know your new season ended and i just don't know how up to date your like fan base is on what's been going on oh yeah in the background um it's been like probably five months at this point since i put out the end of uh season two um mm -hmm. i've been recording like in terms of this podcast, I have probably three um, other guests that I've recorded that I haven't put out yet. And mm -hmm. um, I've been working on um, a theme song for this podcast, as I mentioned to you. And I think uh, yeah. I'm going to put out an acoustic version of it. And then there's, there's another podcast called uh, How Stuff Works, where every, um, like twice every episode, they have just a completely different variation of their theme. I think I, I want to go. Wow, that wow. Line. 
<laughs> or okay. such fans submitted. But I don't, I don't think we'll get to that point yet, but uh, that'd be cool to work to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty sick to have a different instrumentational theme all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah, like a, a synth version or, you know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> have, have some dying. Like an anniversary. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, so. But how was, how um, is life been? Okay. <laughs> we're, so, we're so excited. Um, no, I, I I think mainly I, I one thing that I don't really know so much about is how your time in California has been so far. And I know you've been on like sets doing, I think background acting. I just want to hear more about that. What, what you got going on? Do you want to do you want to know like know my backstory, like my life? Sure. Yeah. Introduce yourself. I'll, I'll make it deep. Hi. Hi, everyone. My name is Paul Fumano. I met Patrick, actually. I was working as a PA, I think, or like a, an assistant in a set in NYU, and he was wearing a Grateful Dead shirt. And I was like, oh, wow, like, that guy also is a deadhead. Like, I got to be friends with him. So we've been, like, in keeping in touch for years since then. That was probably, like, 2017, 2018. Yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, we met on a set in NYU, caught a couple shows, like, and um, then, yeah, I kind of just like became a hermit and stayed in New Jersey. And like, I'm a guy from New Jersey, uh, born and raised. I wanted to do acting, always talked about it, never did anything about it. Stayed in New Jersey. COVID happens, midlife crisis or quarter life crisis happens. And then I'm like, oh, well, like, if I don't leave now, I'm never going to leave New Jersey. So then I kind of just jumped the gun and left. And I stayed with my cousin in Long Beach for a month. And that was like, it was cool. He was, I was very thankful for the opportunity. He was such like, it's so kind to have someone in your family be like, hi, you can live here rent free for a month. So yeah, it was, yeah, super, super grateful. And I got to like take him to dinner soon. But, uh, Yes. Yeah, so then after that, I have been trying to do acting work since like December and it's, it's like semi steady, not super steady, but it's mainly background work that I'm doing. Uh, I had like a couple things with like lines, but they're all like little productions that no one's ever going to see, if that makes sense. Um, but it's still fun to do and you need to get your experience. Uh, like you're on the behind the scenes kind of thing. So like, what have you been working on recently? I know you came out with like the documentary thesis, like that's sick. Um, I, yeah, I just been... saw something today that you're like working on. Was it like an animation? You're doing sound? Oh yeah. Um, so I, I was like asked to do um, like post sound on this animation, like CG thing. Um, it's like a Bojack Horseman, the 3D and I don't know, yeah. just like like a different sort of premise, um, but a lot of animals walking around, um, acting just like depressed college age people. Was it but a challenge? Like, talk about. I didn't it. even get. I didn't even get to do it yet. Um, oh. They've been. They said they were going to give it to me in February, like all the files to work on, or at least a demo. But they're still pretty much fleshing it out, and um, Damn. even just des- designing the spaces. But it has been cool to be on that Discord and see it it go from a drawing to a 3d sort of space yeah and you but, um, do you live in connecticut at the moment or are you i do new york? I, I, i'm trying to get to new york uh by the end of this year that's my goal 
but I just graduated and I, I was sort of waiting for the film to end so I wouldn't be in the middle of like production hell while I'm moving. Yeah. And it seems like it would no. just be awful. Like congratulations too. That's that's huge. I'm very happy for you. Uh, and I feel like I remember I said something about like you're not gonna make the same mistakes that I did. And <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like I came across saying like, oh I fucked up. Like you've got a good head on your shoulders. Um but it's like cool to see like you have long hair and like I was like, oh shit, like yeah. I grew up my hair too. Like so it's just I don't know. You're a big inspiration to keep it. Because um, I'm like, man, I, I don't know anyone who has long, curly hair. Especially not, like, maybe girls, but not a lot of guys mm-hmm. commit to it. So, um, yeah. I saw your headshot that you posted somewhere with, like, the full curls. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. I got to keep going. I, I can't stop now. Yeah, like, I grew it out in... I, I was talking to a girl in, like, high school, and I think she said she liked guys with long hair. So I'm like, fuck, I'm going to grow out my hair out for this girl. Um... <laughs> I don't know how deep we want to go into my life story, but she was like someone I fell in love with in like high school. And then she was like dating a guy, broke up with him and then came out of the closet as a lesbian. So it was like, if you ever want your heart shattered, <laughs> like, yeah. fall for a lesbian. Uh, but no, she's still a good friend. Like we keep in touch. She's cool. Well, that's good. Um, so when did it hit for you that you were like, that you were graduated? Because right now, I don't know if it's, um, you know, just my case because I have like four different ceremonies because of COVID or if it's a normal thing to feel like graduation isn't real until at least a few months after. Um, I feel like, I don't know, if you want to get like philosophical, sometimes I feel like nothing's real, you know, because mm. in a sense, it's not like, <laughs> like everything matters, but nothing matters. Um, but when it comes to graduation, like I didn't even care. Like I didn't want to go. I just... I didn't want to go to college at all. Like, oh, wow. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I never thought about college growing up. Like, it pretty much was like, I was a child my whole life. And then my mom was like, you got to go to college. And then I'm like, well, I guess I got to go to college. And then I did that because I had to. And then if I could do it all over again, would I go to college? Yes. Would I do a different major? Yes. <laughs> What did you end up doing? Would did I you do, do film studies? No, I did a. I actually did theater. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it it you can do things with it, but like for me, I just feel like it's it's like a waste of money that I just made. When yeah. I was like a, when I was a junior, I I was like, oh fuck, I should switch to com. Like com is communications is so fun. Um, there's so much you can do out of it. In my like, that's how I saw it. You had like the journalistic approach, and then you had like the coding approach and like um i thought that was like really cool at the time and then yeah i was like but then i gotta stay here for another two years and i just want to get out so i stuck with the theater um yeah nice yeah i I, for some because the the way we met like you said you weren't acting you were doing um scripts supervision which also i never got a chance to do but that seemed like a really hard job yeah um that day was weird like i was supposed to be i think just a production assistant on that set and then she just asked like oh our script supervisor is here today like would anyone be willing to be script soup and i was like oh like i'll do it because i didn't know what the fuck i was doing but 
the more I got to know what I was doing, the better I would be in any situation. If that makes sense. Like, that's how I felt. Yeah. Because um, I do like the behind the scenes type of thing. And I would like to get involved someday. But then it's just like, how can I juggle both of these when they're both happening around the same time? Yeah, I know. Plus, you had that uh, job, right? Or did you get the job after you graduated? So when I graduated, no. Yeah, so I've I've been like bartending. Um, I met you when I was doing an internship, and then I started bartending right after that. I learned how to do it. I got into some <laughs> like a shit bar in Keyport, but actually, I that's like mean. I can't say that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I went to like a just a shady bar in Keyport. And then after that, I went to like some place in Red Bank that was fancier. And then I went back to Keyport to like a more family type place. But yeah, bartending's always been fun. I wish I would have probably done more though within the film industry while that was going on though. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. Um, also, you were saying that you acted in so many different things recently that probably won't, the films won't go anywhere. But I feel like as an actor, you have to do a lot more hours than you know a sound mixer where like their first day they're pretty much doing what they want to do mm-hmm. acting there's a lot of hoops yeah. and like tears to it yeah it's it's really like it's just a game like you yeah. just have to learn how to be good at the game and i just got here like i literally just arrived january uh like with my feet in the ground so okay. now it's just like okay like from here the race is on and it's been feeling a lot like Animal Crossing. Um, have you ever played? No, I've seen you post a lot about it. I, I know you like it a lot. And I, I, I okay. have uh, a few friends who play it, but I don't even play freaking... The only thing I can play is Minecraft. Mm-hmm. So but, yeah. I don't know how, like, dumb... I don't know if this is going to sound dumb, for, but for, like, people listening to the podcast, if you've never played Animal Crossing, all that happens is, like, in the game, you just have this little person that's you now and then you just have to do everything you do in real life in the game so you get a house and then you have to pay off the debt in the house but for some reason they make it peaceful enough and they make it like like trimming a like a tree not a tree like pruning a bonsai tree it's like something you do that's that calms your stress um so yeah so that's animal crossing (laughs) uh and I totally forgot where I was going with that. Is that kind of like uh, Stardew Valley? I don't know yes. if you played that. I, I've never played it, but I've been tempted because I heard it's very addicting. I never, ha- I've gotten so close. Like, if I'm to get a new game, I'm probably going to get Stardew Valley because I don't think it's even that much. But people just spend yeah, hours on like it. It's so relaxing. Okay. I just got Pokemon Snap, and it's, it's not as like enticing as I wanted it to be. Oh really? So what what console is it on? So this is on Switch. I only have the Switch. Okay. I'm a very lame person, and I'm a very broke person. So <laughs> yeah, it's just pretty so, pretty decent though. Yeah, it's been coming. I don't know. For me, it is. I feel like real gamers probably would be like, nah, like I need to play this, this, and that. Right. Me, it's like, yeah, I'm cool with Pokemon games and Animal Crossing and like a Zelda game every once in a while. So. Yeah, there's a guy I think like, um, probably a 20 year old dude just walking around in these boxers that look like undies right now, and that's like all he has on. It's bizarre. 
where are you in Connecticut? <laughs> Definitely not. It's not, it's not warm here. We're like mainland. Um, Near, I don't know if you know What's water the temperature. Bay. Oh, no. it's definitely not high enough. Let me see. It's, it's, it, right, it's sixty-one supposedly, but it, there's also clouds over us. Okay, okay. I'm sixty. Well, what do you got? Like ninety? No, no. It's actually not that hot. It's L.A. is a conundrum, dude. It's not <laughs> what I expected it to be like at all. Wow. <laughs> like it's so weird. They don't get hit with the heat i heard until later in the year so like yes this is summer but like right now it's only 68 degrees you go outside and like the sun will make you feel warmer but like the air is like 68 degrees yeah that makes sense sense. like it's really only the air is it comfortable is it like too cold yet it no it is comfortable it does get too cold like in january it's a different kind of cold the humidity is all like sewn out of it so it just goes straight to your bones. Like you get oh cold God. so quickly. Like at least I do. I don't know if it's because I'm a vegetarian. Like I don't have <laughs> enough meat in my bones, but it's like I I get fucking cold now. Back in the day, I was like a furnace, but I could have just been like poor dieting. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. This is, yeah, this is fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Sorry if I'm rambling, but. No, this podcast is just a big ramble. <laughs> That's just uh, how they go. This was, is like uh, this so is I, my first time being on a podcast, so I'm excited. Ooh, I hope yeah. it's a good first time. The uh, but one thing that I do with guests is that I have a list of questions that I just like, you know, uh, yeah, ask the same ones, and then it's cool to see everyone's different sort of um takes on this stuff. Yeah. So this one is you a see new a one. lot of people Yeah. Oh now I like want to go back. Like now I want to go back and watch like listen to all the episodes of the people that you interviewed and hear their like what directions they all took. You gotta you gotta stay tuned. Uh, the season's coming out this week, ho- hopefully, probably. And Okay. From the, the that's the majority of my guests. The main guy that I really enjoyed talking to before that was uh Joey Spills. He's this guy who lives in Oregon or Washington, something like that. Damn. Um, the other one was like a CBD oil email copywriter. So it was kind of like really thinky and not not like laid back, but mm-hmm. still cool in its own way. That was my first guest, and that was insane. He just reached out. Oh, well, wow. He reached out. Damn, that's sick. He's from Norway or something. That's but, so um, cool. Anyways, are there any Grateful Dead songs that you never really got into until recently? Like, uh, I for me, Black Peter, I didn't really like it all until this year. I was, I was like grading, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I think Hell in a Bucket. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I feel like I always looked at it as like this weird macho type of song, and I was like, this is like so cheesy, like it's so 80s. I, I hate the 80s, so like seeing that just like turns me off. And then I'm super biased, but I'm a big John Mayer fan. Like, Patrick, you know that. And it's like, his Hell in the Bucket from November 1st, 2019 is the greatest Hell in the Bucket I've ever heard in my entire life. And it gets me so pumped up. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, and that song has totally changed on me. Like, that vibe, like, the power and, like, 
grit that John's playing with is so powerful to me. It just like that is true. It makes me want to run. <laughs> Tell me about Black Peter. Like what? What changed? <laughs> what? So seriously, that one and uh, Gamora came on at the same time. They're like really simple songs for me, and uh, mm-hmm. there's not a lot there. It's they use a lot of just. Uh, void in their music like it's just guitar usually or laid back instruments um for both of them but it's gamora with with yeah black peter um i just tried to play one time and i was like holy fuck this is so well written because you never really listen to the lyrics until you learn it but um it's just about death it's like holy fuck dude do you know what i just like learned the lyrics to um which this one? is gonna sound like super dumb, but uh, I I forgot the name of it. How did I forget the name? Uh, Cream Puff War, obviously. Oh, definitely Cream Puff War. That it it blew me away. I I didn't know what was going on, and then once it hit me, it just I was in another dimension. No, uh, I'm gonna pull it up. What my like, uh, me. decade was it from? No, it, it's Dead and Company. I've, I don't know. I'm so biased. I think I listen to more Dead and Company than The Grateful Dead. That's interesting. Yeah, like, I just, I'm a big John Mayer fan, and I love his style. So it's, like, cool hearing him interpret the songs. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm really, I guess, a Mayer head. But I, I do love The Grateful Dead. Like, like. The Cornell show is good. And I have this other show, like April something. I've sent it to you before. It's ah, oh, Jerry's Peggio. Jerry's Peggio blows me away. It it has so much emotion, it makes me like wanna cry. Oh man. Hold yeah. okay. Sorry that I'm taking is, so long. Peggio is one that I haven't really got into yet. Really? Because I thought um, when I first heard it, it was so sad and depressing. I'm like, fuck, I don't wanna be sad. <laughs> So I'm just Here, like this tune is out the, while they play it. <laughs> this is the song um, or the version that got me into Peggio because I didn't know of it. It was the first time listening to it. Oh. Simon and Garfunkel. They have their own version. It's very upbeat and bright. Um, oh, shit. Even though they're talking about sadness. Yeah. And then after that, I heard, I think, the, the Grateful Dead's version of it. And I liked it, but it wasn't like... I don't know. I, I think the Grateful Dead's version is better than Dead and Company's version of Peggio. Um, what else can I say about that? Oof. Yeah. I don't think I'm there's many there. songs that Dead and Company could do better than the Grateful Dead. Like, for yeah. me, that never you're really correct, happens like, unless you're live and you're, it's happening. But just listening back, it's not yeah. the best music ever made. And I, no, I 100% agree with that. Um, and I'm not saying Dead and Company is better than The Grateful Dead at all. It's just like my personal preference. I just, no, I, I got that. Yeah, you're talking about um, songs, songs yeah. that like just spoke to you. Yeah, because they're two different bands, like completely, and they're not even on the same category. But I just got used to listening. So it's a uh, Broke Down Palace is a song that I didn't really know the words like what it meant. Oh until, yeah. Until like I was. I was thinking about it a lot. I was singing it a lot. And then I was like fucking crying on the side of the road. <laughs> I was like, 
Like, I was driving home from a job that I did, and I fucking, like, sang out the lyrics, and it just hit me, and, like, I fucking had a little cry. Like, damn, I don't have feelings like that. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck <laughs> um, Broke down is a good one. Yeah. I didn't really, like, the way I interpreted it was, like, he's pretty much lighting a, writing a, le- a letter <laughs> to the narrator. To like That's death true, yeah. or like to life. Like and, and it just made me so sad that like it's like thank you for my body, like thank you for everything. Like mom, like blah 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 blah. Like that's how I looked at it. Like Yeah, so going off of shit, that, that's yeah. Like uh what kind of because this show, uh we, we like to talk about weed, of course. And mm-hmm. one thing that you realize just like, oh shit, there's so many moments kind of like that where it just like breaks you down and you just have like a whole <laughs> like moment. Um, it happens a lot with yeah. weed and you just for, kind of forget about it until it, it's in, right in front of your face. So what kind of stuff like yeah. that has happened to you? Yeah. Um, I don't have like the best relationship with weed. Um, it gives me a lot of anxiety. So I have to take only a little bit of it. Yeah, um, I feel that. I could I could be chill from it, but, like, I don't know if you saw me take the hits, but I only take, like, three or four hits, and I'm, I'm fucking, like, gone. <laughs> so I had to, like, be careful and shit. Um, like, okay, I have bad paranoia, and sometimes the weed will, like, exemplify that, and like I'll negative be parts lost in that other... Yeah, to, like, the negative parts. I'll be lost in that dimension... And then, like, yeah, and you're there for, it feels like an hour, but it's only been, like, a, a second. And then once you snap back into reality and, like, you're not high anymore, like, you don't think about that at all. But That's true. It, it's crazy how it'll, like, steal time from you and you don't know what's going on. Like, you're just way too high and then, like, and then it snaps out and then you're back and then, like, I don't know. It's just weird. It takes so much time out of your day. It feels, but um, it just slows everything down. That's true. Um, yeah, for me, I try to just like do two hours, like every, like twice a week or something like that. I, I can't, I can't handle mm-hmm. every day. This, you're right about it taking up time, because an hour turns to three, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, like okay. So the worst paranoid experience I've ever had with weed, I would say, it was like a month ago. I, I like did like delivery driving or something. I don't know. I did something. And then when my job was done, I'm a bad person. And I, uh, yeah, I smoked weed and then drove home. Uh, like it's not a, the worst thing, but it's, it's definitely not a good thing to do. Uh, people <laughs> yeah. probably do it all the time, but it's, it's with me. It's like, you never know. So I shouldn't be doing it. Uh, so I, co- I don't condone that, but I, like, I don't do it anymore. I stopped, but I, drove down home and i like passed the past kids that were like playing on their skateboards or whatever and i just like let them do whatever they had to do and then i turned them onto my block parked my car and then for some reason when i was like back home i was like thinking about that and i ended up convincing myself that i hit the kid with my car oh my and then hit and then hit and ran it and then just went in my house so then I was sitting in my house thinking like the cops were going to come after me and like people were yelling at me, but it was just like neighbors talking and I could hear it outside, but my brain twisted it. Um, and then, 
yeah, nothing happened. And I just like wasted time sitting and worrying on my bed. <laughs> Damn. And then in my head, I had to like teach myself that your mindset is in control of what happens in a sense, because like if, if you're feeling down, your brain's only going to point to more things down. So if you just think about more uplifting or if like you take your spirit out of like a dark place, you could make it a better experience. So what have you had like really positive experiences on weed that sort of left the same sort of impact on you, but in reverse? Um, I feel like I haven't in a while, but it, it just makes me feel like a little bit relaxed sometimes. Okay. It just, it feels cool. Like I can't, I can't explain it. <laughs> like what it does to your body and brain. Like, yeah, it's true. It's just hard to explain. Our bodies just, our senses are just so weird and the way that they get heightened and or even like decreased to like, is just very interesting. Yeah. Cause like, it'll make you, weed can make you like, for lack of a better word, a fucking idiot. Like, and then like, That's for sure. you're like, duh, duh. so like, I've been there. When it's, I don't know, like ordering food high. Oh, I was just nice. going to say, I was literally just going to say, I took like five <laughs> minutes to order something on a Wendy's one time in the drive through and I was obviously stoned in the passenger seats, like holding everyone up. Mm. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's true. Like once I tied my shoe and it felt like a half hour, like my friend yeah. was like waiting, like, why did that take so long? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like I. I have no words for you. (laughs) No, positive experience. It kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's a good little substitute for like shrooms when it comes to like spirituality. But in my opinion, like I would take mushrooms over marijuana any day. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I had, I had a really bad experience with mushrooms. Um, for the mm-hmm. first night at Folsom Field in 2019, way out in Boulder, um, mm-hmm. I took like two to-go cups, like to-go sauce little things, like chocolate mm-hmm. mushroom mix. And um, I got so tripped out. Well, it, it hailed on the first song. So they had wow. to pause the concert. And it was crazy. And I was trying to stay positive and everything, but then I got thirsty and there was no water fountains anywhere. So I just fucking like walked out of the theater and just wandered through Boulder looking for water and stuff. I felt like I was dying. <laughs> I never went mm. back to the concert. It was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's rough. <laughs> no, but concerts can be war zones, man. Like, yeah, I'm sorry you had such a bad experience though on mushrooms, but I'm like, I'm glad like nothing, like you didn't see anything happen that made you freak out and like run out. Like, I guess it was just good that you got thirsty and, and not like paranoid think, and you yeah. need medics or anything. No, I just felt like uh, like it was so intense. It felt like my vision was tunnel visioning, uh, just like blacking out. But not not actually yeah. like about to pass out, but just just the hallucination or something, I guess, narrows. And uh, I thought I was going to pass out dead because I felt so like there's just tightness all over my body. Like I was fucking like that body was failing. But mm-hmm. um, someone said that taking mushrooms or psychedelics is like practicing death because you end up doing that a lot thinking you're about to die but not you're just getting a whole new oh wow re, re like a refresh button i've never heard that before that's really interesting 
you'd probably like uh yeah. you might know him already um fuck what's his name he's he's the guy who does the psych the something hamilton hamilton yeah, morris hamilton. i don't i don't know oh man you i'll look him up him. i'll follow him he's I'll on him. he's on hulu um hamilton's pharmacopoeia he just goes around the world to take different drugs and he takes them himself <laughs> and it's like vice is producing it so it's like a really high quality it's crazy mm-hmm. oh wow it's peter Salvia. stamets I've seen yeah okay i think yeah i think he was on a uh, o'teal's podcast yes he was oh that was o'teal's podcast is awesome i only listen to it when i see people that look interesting and I don't, I don't really know the community a lot, so I don't know half the oh, people that makes they sense. talk about. Talk That's, so it's they like, really dig deep. I'm very, but. I'm very closed-minded, and I need to open up. But also, like, I don't know. I don't. I need to learn how to time manage first, and then I have to learn how to like yeah. enjoy things. Um, yeah. I think. Well, um, I don't know how this happened, but I just, I really delved in and drank the Kool-Aid with the. The whole community but I, I definitely there's a lot of recognizable faces and not just that but really talented people on there like i don't know if you know marcus king or uh no i think the guy who does widespread panic i don't really i've never heard his i've heard his playing but i've never like fully appreciated I've, I've never, never had the opportunity but yeah he's on there see i <laughs> i should probably go to like a jam band festival because i don't i don't know the community at all like I couldn't really tell you a fish song. Uh, yeah. I'm very, like, closed-minded in a sense, where it's, like, I stick to, like, certain music and then I don't get out of that realm. And it's definitely a problem. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just happy like this. Like, I'm de- I'm digging deep into Bob Dylan right now. Yeah, so Bernie's 80th. Yeah, man. Like, I watched uh, No Direction Home that night. And... The documentary was just amazing. It was really good. It left me like so, like inspired to listen to his music and like figure him out. Yeah, his early, early stuff when he's really melodic with the singing is awesome. Mm-hmm. His just guitar sitting too. down I, with the guitar. Yeah, I didn't realize he was such a like fantastic finger picker. Does the documentary show a lot of that? No, not really. Um, but listening to his like his older songs. Like, okay that are just him and a microphone like you could tell like holy shit like he's he's got style like he's really yeah, good true. it's like very it's like folky but classical um this reminds me do you like oh sorry you're still going i don't want to cut you off no no you're good you're good um there's a movie actually that i was um i think you would enjoy where it's like an alternate universe kind of comic book un- uh superhero thing but none of the heroes actually exist um uh-huh. and it's said in an alternate 1970 or something nixon gets a second term instead of resigning <laughs> but anyway the soundtrack is insane what is it uh, called zach snyder does it it's called watchman oh watchman okay i've <laughs> i've seen like a clip of it or something i know i yeah i gotta check that out it's it's a I, very bizarre I, movie unique <laughs> See, like, I hate superhero movies, but I feel like because that's like an anti-superhero movie, superhero movie, I think. Oh I yeah, they're all terrible people. Because they probably, too. yeah, because they probably go against a lot of tropes, and that's probably something yeah. I'd rather watch than like fucking 
Iron Man or something, but, or Marvel. Yeah, exactly. But the reason <laughs> I was so mentioning mean. was like, the so soundtrack mean. is all the soundtrack is all like Bob Dylan solo acoustic stuff or like really, uh, you know, esoteric. I guess okay. '70s music. And I it's, feel like it's that's bizarre. on HBO, but I would watch that. Oh, that's the series. Yeah, I, Watchmen. Uh, the movie is the the main one. The series I haven't checked out yet, okay. but I think it's like a spinoff. Okay. I'll watch the movie first then, if I could find it. It's probably oh, somewhere. Yeah, the way I found it, it was back before I even had Netflix, but I don't think it was anywhere. I think it was on Netflix as like DVD only, but that was literally wow. like 2010, so who knows where it is now. It probably is on HBO, the way the world is going, or Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy how, how fast the world is advancing around us. It is and it's not. Like you look outside and like people are still fucking stupid and fat and like. <laughs> I so think mean. I think people are just really adaptable. Like, like the phone is a completely new way we communicate or like interact with the world, and now it's now it's a thing. Now that's it's the thing. But I like, can't imagine a world yeah, I mean, I remember it, and like I kind of want to go back to it. Like you remember it? Some days before the internet. Uh, yeah, a little before, bit. Like, wow. I, I remember, I remember computers, um, but like, and I remember like not having a cell phone. Yeah, that's mainly that. what I'm what I'm thinking of because the internet's kind of old, um, or or like the internet. I don't think changed a lot. It was when phones came in that that it was like a third uh, limb. The internet, no, the internet did change a lot. Like, or uh, not like the internet, but like the early internet it, for kids in a sense because like you probably had aim and shit like we used to be on aim on our like family computer like talking to our friends wow yeah yeah it was like an instant chat messenger it was was right at the tail end of that yeah so like you probably didn't have a myspace no i was also right at the time i i I started getting introduced to computers like 2006 probably way after generations are so weird like okay so i was born I was born in 1995. I don't, I feel old. Like, I feel like I'm old now, but I know I look young. So it's this <laughs> weird, it's, it's really weird. So like people tell me like, oh, you're such a baby. Cause like they find out I'm 26 and it's like, I feel old. Like. No, I, 1995, like a lot of stuff happened between now and then, but I still don't think it was that long ago. It really wasn't. But like yeah. it's almost thirty years ago though, which is that weird. Is true. That is like nineteen ninety, yeah. So it's like, fuck, I'm gonna be thirty in four years. Sounds like a long time, but it really isn't. No, but yeah, it is weird that even just a year or two makes a huge generational gap now. I think technology, yeah, like you said, is going so fast. <laughs> yeah, like we probably watched completely different cartoons. Like there's a chance. Like I. Maybe SpongeBob will be the one. SpongeBob ties generations together. That's Let's true. just <laughs> make that a, a statement. Let's just put that in law. Um, yeah, we love SpongeBob like, on this podcast. This is this is a SpongeBob. Yes, this is podcast. a pro SpongeBob podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> having a podcast is fun, man. You're so that's so sick that you have a podcast. Like, um, I've talked to a lot of interesting people because of it, and. Uh, I'm really thankful yeah. for the ability to even do something like this because, like, again, this is like a result of technology and being able to Skype in the middle of the woods. Yeah. 
I was I had a I have a really dumb idea for a podcast, but I don't want to talk about it on the air. So when right. the call's <laughs> over, I could tell you about it. But I don't know if I'm ever gonna do it because it's not like it's not a good idea. So we'll talk about that after the Yeah, break. we'll definitely talk about um, that. <laughs> No, we're we were on something really. Uh, we we're on SpongeBob. Okay. Oh, so animation that we watched. Yes, like if if I meet someone today and I laugh at something and it's like it's like blah 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 from this episode of SpongeBob or something, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I I don't I don't never watch SpongeBob. I'm just like man, like we can't hang. Like <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> like it's weird being on set and like people don't know like an episode reference that's like oh man spongebob actually was very pivotal for our generations like with how we taste comedy like look at <laughs> the meme culture that that has embraced and i think meme culture does come from spongebob in a sense because like they do like really awkward close-ups on like certain characters that reveal like gross like feelings extremely detailed and then, like, yeah and now you'll see like not even SpongeBob, but you'll see someone else do that with something else, and it's like, wow. I uh, I don't know what's going on in my apartment. I got and it's okay. I got three roommates, <laughs> so it's it's like a TV show in here. Um, yeah, exactly, a sitcom. What is this? Friends? Yeah, I could. Yeah, it's it's two actors, or actually three, including me, and one musician. Oh man. And we're trying to tear this town apart. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking over Los Angeles. Um, How did you find roommates? Did you use like a, a speaking of technology, um, like a website I or something? Use, or I used Facebook religiously. I wow, hate okay. it for a social media website, but when it comes to apartments, when it comes to just buying things, Facebook. Like I don't use really Craigslist anymore. It's all Facebook. Interesting. But I hate Mark Zuckerberg, and I hate billionaires. So it's, it's like, but he doesn't get any of that money. Like these are from the marketplace and shit. So it's like, yeah. It must take some sort of cut. Um, no, no I don't think they do because I've done stuff oh. through them. Like maybe with like shipping and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I've I've sold things on Facebook, and it's just like Craigslist. Mm -hmm. It's just like a, it's just a better software than Craigslist, so it's easier to manipulate and use. Makes sense. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, like uh, there's face. Like if you ever want to move to New York, like let me know. I could send you a Facebook group that like has like people with like housing and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I'll send that to you as soon as like we're done talking, because I know you're thinking about it. So. Yeah, for sure. Because I I've never really I I'm kind of afraid of Facebook Marketplace. I was looking for a guitar, yeah, and someone recommended that to me. It just doesn't seem like a real thing, but I guess, like you said, nothing is real, so it should be fine. Nothing is real. It works. I bought, I got a guitar. I got a couple guitars, and I got rid of a couple guitars off Facebook Marketplace. Um, my acoustic guitar right now from Facebook Marketplace. It was in the box. Like the guy bought a guitar and then just never, never touched it. Like I think he broke his hand or something. Yeah. And it's like damn, the like the universe guitar. works in mysterious ways. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. I love this guitar. Yeah, you never know. I might have to get a new one. Don't get that idea stuck in my head. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm looking at electrics. 
Uh, but I have one from in New Jersey, so it's like I gotta send that over. Like, all right, bring it on the plane. You can get just a cheap electric out there, like. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking about doing. Generic like one. Buying, like, yeah, it's either that or just like. I don't know. I kind of want to buy a Gretsch, but I also kind of want to <laughs> buy a Telecaster. Like, I'm not gonna buy like Made in America, but I do want to buy something nice. Yeah, I'm looking to get a. But, um, uh, Gibson or Epiphone F S G. So not necessarily Gibson level, but still S G like. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they're honestly, honestly, my opinion because that S G was my first electric guitar. It was an Epiphone. It was like the cherry red one. Oh. Um, it's got crazy neck dive. Ooh. So yeah, like I as soon as like you stand up or at least my shoulders with the guitar, it would just slide. So. Yeah, I got so fed up. I was like, I gotta get something else. Um, I heard the Gibsons might be better, so I would just recommend like save up a little more and get like the Gibson Studio or something or like like lower series. No, nah, I think I, my standard. I don't know. The thing I want uh, to do with it, just get it as quick as I can. I don't care if I uh, if it's okay. worse or whatever, I, I want to have a, a guitar that I can plug into my computer and do funky shit with. <laughs> a, a, yeah, yeah. You should get a travel guitar then. I could do that, yeah. Because they're like good quality, and then like, um, they're also like these small little things that you could just have hanging around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want. I want to get yeah. probably a really really cheap acoustic to bring around to Dead and Company. My friends was a uh, the guy I'm doing the documentary with. Mm -hmm. he or on i guess is like the main guy um yeah he was he was telling me oh we need to bring some acoustic guitars and uh do some promo for the band i guess like a little mini set in the parking lot that sounds like a lot of fun but oh, i wow. don't want to bring my guitar around i brought it to peach when i went two years ago and mm -hmm. I, I felt like so anxious that someone just going to take it so yeah yeah i'd probably be freaking out too yeah but like I keep mine in my car sometimes, but it's in the case, and I usually have like something over it. Um, right. Yeah, you got to try to trick these people. You can't trust anybody. <laughs> yeah. Man, so uh, what is California like right now in terms of masks? Um, I really don't know. Like we're we're all wearing them indoors. You'll see, like some people do the nose thing. Um. Yeah, so like June 15th is the day that we're supposed to not be able to wear masks anymore. Oh, okay. Are you already free? Like, <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, the thing is, it's, it's, it's basically, um, the only real mandates right now are the restaurants. And even then, like, as of two days ago, they're not really enforcing anything. So I think it's just kind of yeah. um, depends on if the state wants to do a new law or whatever. Mm -hmm. but so it's kind of, it's basically free i mean we just had a memorial day parade i just went to a concert yesterday so mm -hmm. you know we're chilling in, in connecticut <laughs> no that's sick because i think jersey just opened things up the other day um yeah i think trey is playing at the uh atlantic city spot that's crazy <laughs> he's um, going to be the first person in the um to play a full capacity venue at the beacon theater but since oh, wow. COVID started. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, I'm on my phone trying to send you this group on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. 
I couldn't find your Facebook, and I was like, am I not friends with him on Facebook? So I just sent it, I texted it to you. Okay. I like couldn't find you. I'm like Jesus. Am I high or uh, like am I? I, I never I never use Facebook. I I never go on sprees of um adding people. I just do whatever Facebook recommends to me. I'm like oh I know that person. <laughs> I put mm-hmm. I put like zero point one percent of effort into Facebook, mostly because that's where I do my coup calls for film. Yeah. Don't Facebook is is a place you really don't need to care about. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Like, it's like, like you just have to prove that you're a person. So when you try to sell things online, they trust you. That's it. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Are there uh, other questions? Oh, well, I think we um, <laughs> went through the big ones and some of them sort of uh, collide or connect with each other. Um, mm-hmm. I guess a fun one that um, I've, I've been wanting to ask just whatever stoner their opinion on what your favorite uh, rolling paper is if you use them. Honestly, I, I'm so new to the game. Like out here, I started on edibles. Ooh, I started on edibles first, um, and then now I just got into like buds or flower, whatever they call it these days. Um, mm-hmm. So like, like I, what's up? It's interchangeable, <laughs> bud and flower. But yeah, I'm sorry you were saying. So like, no, you're good. I just cheaped out and I bought like the zigzag cone. So you just stuff it in and you're good to go. So did it help you fill um, the joint or is it just the shape? So it's like <laughs> a, um, it, it's it's like already pre-rolled in a sense. So it's like pre-rolled oh, as okay. a cone. And then, yeah, so then you just uh, fill it up with the weed and they give you like a little cardboard stick to push it in there. So <clears throat> I feel like a lab scientist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, always fun. Yeah, so I've been doing that. I... I sometimes I think about rolling and then I like also remember how frustrating I can get uh, yeah. frustrated. I can get like when things don't go your way and like it rips or then you got to start over. So this rolling thing or like the, the cone thing is just easier. Yeah, I'm a lazy sense. boy. <laughs> I think I would roll and like use a bond or all that stuff a lot more. Um, if I was living by myself, cause my, I don't know. Yeah. Don't, friends of the podcast. know, but, um this is your first time uh my parents are not into weed at all like zero mm-hmm. percent so mm-hmm. um, yeah my parents aren't either i think both of them have tried it um my dad might mm-hmm. have been a pothead at one point after like after having kids or so or before kids but um yeah other than that like growing up though they never never did weed um it was like taboo like yeah. i got caught being high and like my mom like got emotional like yeah it's definitely frowned upon here but i think my mom knows i do it now out here um but yeah i started smoking weed in senior year of high school and then like i kind of like was on and off with it until like now makes sense and so now i do it a lot um but yeah, living alone, I think definitely makes me want to do it more because it's like no rules like type thing. Like, oh, I could do that. But like, I also think I need to limit my use and be more responsible with it because I think it is like affecting how I live my life, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm trying to like find an, a medium, an easy medium for it and just continue like that because I just I just don't feel productive. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's 
that's why I try to do it like as little as possible. Um, mm -hmm. may maybe the thing I do with it is I wait till way late at night where I'm not going to do anything productive anyway. You know, yeah, and just do everything yeah, yeah. before 10 and afterwards just have a different phase of the day. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, like, your best-case scenario. Like, I get really bad, like, cotton mouth. So, uh, oh, man. like, if I do it, like, I have to drink or I need water. Like, I'll, if I do it before sleeping, I'll wake up feeling like I was in a desert for, like, three days. Oh, my God. So, it's, like, weird. Is it, like, is this a hangover for me or is, am I just, like, like that? Yeah, who knows? Okay. Do you want to talk about some dumb things for a second let's do it not so sorry fan base if you're not into this but mm -hmm. are you into astrology at all uh not really i never was man i was <laughs> like that shit's all stupid it doesn't make sense like there's no point to it like it's all made up bullshit and then i live my life and then when people find out what my sign is they're like oh that totally makes sense or like <laughs> oh you are such a blank and it's like god damn like is this shit real is this real? I gotta figure this out. Um, and I feel like, to an extent, like, I don't know, it it, it does kind of, like, hit me right on the head of what I am. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, but I know a lot of that stuff is meant for everyone, and it can apply to everyone. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I just... But... I had a, t I had a total... um religion cleanse in high school and um <clears throat> i still said it sort of came back to religion there's some sort of whatever eventually but uh, astrology was like the first to go there's like no reason to, for me to believe in it or put, yeah. i never even i never looked at it as a religion, it, well, like yeah, a religion? i don't think it is i think people who who are really into it it's semi-religious but yeah i didn't mean i don't think it was a religion I was meant to say it was one of the yeah. things that was in that sort of category. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. But, no, it does make sense. It is like people do have rituals and shit, and I just didn't really think of it that way. At this point, well, the call dropped uh, for uh, some reason, but it came right back. Astrology. You're going uh, on. I was going on. Um, in a so good I way. Think... In a good way. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm. I just think, uh, like, for someone to say, um, like, oh, these people don't align, or, like, their star signs don't compatible. align, yeah, not compatible, like, um, at that point, it's just kind of, like, it's sort of negative and, you know, toxic territory. Yeah. I think people take it too far, and I don't want to be part of anything that even has the possibility of that. I don't see any upside of believing in it, so... <laughs> I, just, I mean, it might be true, I just don't bother looking into it. Yeah, like, and I feel like as I get older, I'm starting to look into it, because I'm like, maybe the, maybe there's a reason for everything. Um, yeah. Which there probably isn't, but, like, I've noticed I've dated a lot of people with birthdays in, like, May, and I've broken up with every single one of them. So it's like, oh okay, so maybe that, that part isn't compatible, like, whatever that thing, that sign is. I don't even know what sign it is. I think it's Taurus, but I, I think there's, like, gemini there too i don't know all the signs those two are the right ones but like mm -hmm. i couldn't tell you the rest um but now i'm like trying to meet people that i find attractive and like figure out their sign and be like is that why i felt a charge to them 
All right, to be um, honest, I put a lot of this sort of like thought into uh, personality types. I wanted to know everyone's you, personality type and like how they would do, align. Do you do like mine. the Myers, the Myers Yeah, the INFP, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say the right one if, if you ask me. Like I did it once and then like I felt like I wasn't truthful with it. And then I did it again mm. and felt more truthful and put it on like my Tinder because I felt like that was the only reason <laughs> for it. And then, uh, and then I deleted it. So I, it's just like going off memory. I think I was like um, ENT, like something J. Oh, man. PJ. I, yeah, I don't know. But like, I was talking to a girl. With, like I went down to Seattle last month. And I visited my friend. And one of her friends was like super into that. Like... Mm the personality shit so she was like oh wow like you're one of those like um like those are rare and i'm just like i don't know what the fuck any of this means <laughs> but my last letter is j and i meant that meant i heard, i learned that it meant judging and yeah it's true i do judge instead of perceive and i'm like fuck i gotta fix that judging is not good <laughs> what's the difference well, I mean, like, judging, you, you make a statement about someone before they've opened up their mouth. Perceiving mm. is just, like, you let them do the talking with their, like, with, like, their persona, in a sense. Or just, like, any situation. Like, you could you could make up your mind for it already, which isn't a bad quality to have. Like, but when it's, like, in a bad way, I think it could be. Because, like, you could see someone on the street, he looks a certain way, and it's like, oh, wow, like, I don't know, like, this guy looks stupid as fuck. Like, what style is that? Like, what is, what color hair is that? And then, like, you talk to them, or, like, you, they drop something, you help them, and then they're just, like, a cool person. And it's like, wow, I just judged them for no reason. Like, they're just a person having a good day. And it, you could be the person who makes it worse, like, your negative yeah. energy. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I. Uh... But I didn't, yeah. I, I gotta I, remember mine, and then I'll tell you. Or I gotta do it again. It's probably different from the last time you did it. Yeah. I, I think if if it's been a, like at least a few years, it's probably a little tweaked. It's probably last year I did it, but um, it could be different. And like, does it, it does it recommend to take it like multiple times every so often? No, I don't think they recommend it. But um, I know mine's changed before, so yeah it's just crazy because we're just trying to make sense of everything we're like okay this is the best system to figure out what makes sense of this kind of person we're going to organize them put them into a category we use it's animal like, crossing to process uh grief <laughs> something the grief of existence <laughs> yeah um i don't know but sometimes it gets me paranoid because it's like why am i wasting my time on this machine when i could be doing this stuff in real life um yeah. Isn't there a lot of like motivation. writing you can do? Like they call you certain names that you give them. Wait, what do you mean? Or like, at one point they give you a base or something based on your personality. Like, how do they even know that? What do you mean in the game? Yeah, in the game, Animal Crossing. I don't. <clears throat> I don't really know how they get your personality. Like, I think it's just all algorithms based off of like the questions of yes and no's throughout the game and like mm -hmm. different options. Like that's my guess. When I get really high, I think that like 
the game is tracking everything you do. Oh, oh do you play that game you high? Yeah, I do sometimes. Dude, playing video games high is the best, but there's not many that you can do it and enjoy it. I feel yeah, a lot it's... of the games I like in uh, in real life are, are uh, these really cool first-person shooters on uh, like a sci-fi stuff. But then when you play it high, it's like, what the? This is so fucking violent. Like, what the hell? Yeah, like I, I probably wouldn't be able to play that um, high, but. <laughs> Um, That's Animal Crossing. Yeah. I've been like watching anime though. Nice. Yeah, I'm watching this show called Hunter Hunter. It's it's interesting, very interesting. Um, but the show changes every season. Like it it turns into like a different show, and you're like, what what am I watching? Like how did this start this way? Like how did I get here from the start of the show? Um, so that's what makes it really interesting just good writing and like good use of the the form do you know what we should talk about that i just oh, saw what? the other day have you ever seen the short film or movie um it's such a beautiful day or it's such a beautiful it's a beautiful day yes <laughs> dude i saw that for the first time like three days ago it's a great one <laughs> is that is that like the one on netflix or something I don't know if it's on Netflix. I had to get it on Vimeo. I had to like rent it. Um, so if it's on Netflix, I'm gonna be upset because uh, I, I don't think it, it is. I don't think free. it is. Um, but man, that movie was so relatable. I was high for that. I didn't know it was gonna <laughs> be like that. Like my friend just said we should watch this. He's like this uh this film guy. So that was wild. Um, so much anxiety at some points. So like so intense, so relatable. Ugh. Dude, it's like I would the human um, experience. I I would like fall asleep to watching that. Like I wanted to watch it all the way through one night, and I fell asleep in the middle of it. I tried a different night yeah. the same way. I also fell asleep, and then like I kept waking up at the like various points in the movie where it just gets really abstract and dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a it weird gets, one. It, it's very postmodern, and like I hate talking yeah, like sure. that because you sound like. A cliche but i was i was blown away uh, i think that there's another short film that he made um probably also on vimeo uh i forgot what it, it's something about the future like um if he, he might have a page on vimeo or something but basically like a little girl goes to the far far future and uh talks to her like old self weird wait say that again she goes into the future and talks to her old self yeah so she meets up with herself she meets up with her um (laughs) it is kind of a a mind fuck (laughs) she enters a time machine she enters a time machine and finds an old version of herself because she's in the future um Mm -hmm. and the old version of herself actually no the old version of herself comes back and takes her into the future when she's a very little kid and she doesn't understand what's happening but um, mm-hmm. she just sees how this like bizarre futuristic uh, like everyone's downloaded onto the internet and <laughs> it's just really bizarre I don't want to give too much away but that's that the same guy who made It's Such a Beautiful Day has a really Did good that. other short film out that's might be hard to find but it's worth finding Okay. No, that's that's intense. Oh, it's super intense. 
Damn. Yeah, I got to get into that game of like short films. I never, I never really watched many. I, I stopped watching movies like <laughs> and stuff. I watch oh like Seinfeld now and like anime, and I'm trying to get back into the game of like watching movies. But I've been watching the documentary here. I just moved to LA, so now I'm watching like all these old like things you'd probably watch in high school about LA like on the founding and like i bought one of those cliche books the images of america of los angeles california so i could learn about the past and like um see the like infrastructure and like how to navigate around this town because it's it's not built like new york new york makes sense like <laughs> this bold this statement place is, uh, yes yeah, very bold but new york city like you could tell there was a system with like the the grid like the grid system is amazing. I applaud the grid system. Um, I mean, like I haven't been to enough countries and enough cities to compare it to. Like Reykjavik was very fun, but I think um, New York is a is an amazing city, and I miss it. And I definitely want to live there at a at a point in my life. Um, I'm thinking I'm thinking hopefully in like three in three years or two years I can move to New York. Oh, you want to move back? Yeah, but it like I'm I'm trying to manifest. Do you do that, or am I gonna sound like a hippie? No, you could say it. <laughs> okay, I got into like manifesting and shit, and I feel like there is whole there is truth that that like holds within it, but um, it depends on how you work. So it's like you can't do nothing and manifest something and expect it to happen. Like, of course, you have to put the time and the money in. So, um, or not the money, but, like, the time. You have to put the work in it. Um, so, hopefully, if things go the right way and, like, what I'm manifesting comes true, I could move to New York. It's like, I just hope I have, like, enough money and, like, job opportunities. Like, I'm trying to, like, stay excited about, like, this new lifestyle that's so, like, different from New Jersey yeah I've just, just like fallen into like the monotonous habit though and like I need to get out <laughs> well so you got like I said you got um lots of time to figure stuff out and I know uh, we're really young it, like we've been talking this whole first half of the podcast about how fast everything's moving that mm -hmm. you can get a lot done in a year nowadays. Yeah. I just got to, like, put it into gear. It's it's already yeah. June. It's halfway over. So, it's like, this is moment of truth, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's a very fun life, and I'm and I don't regret it. Like, I'm glad I moved out here. I wish I would have done it sooner. Cause like I wasted, I told you like in like texts and stuff, like I wasted like four years of my life just sitting at home and like bartending. I had fun and I made memories and shit, but like it's, it's not what I wanted to do. If that makes sense. Yeah. So have you been any, uh, been in any really cool casts or like a cast or someone would recognize an actor? Yes, I have. Um, I've worked, I worked on this movie called Stew. It's going to come out probably in like a year or so. Um, it's Mark Wahlberg in it. Like he's in it. Um, he's playing a boxer. 
I don't think that's giving anything away. Because um, <laughs> it's on the news that he had to like gain 30 pounds or something for the role. Like, so he had to shoot being a boxer, gain 30 pounds in like a couple weeks, and then shoot more scenes for it. And he did it. Like, I saw a picture of him the other day, and he's like, he's fat as fuck now. He was pretty strong when I saw him, like, in the yeah. boxing scene. So, like, it's just weird. But then also, it's like, when you look at these fans, or like, when you're a fan of these people, or like, when you're excited to be on set, it's you kind of like engulf yourself in like gossip culture, if that makes sense like superficialness because it's just like they're just a guy like that's just someone hmm. that just like got good at art enough that like it changed you or like moved you in a certain way um but they're still they're still just a person so it's like, like hard to keep your reality on when you see someone and get like starstruck i yeah, wasn't really, really starstruck for him like i wasn't really starstruck for him but when i saw mel gibson i was kind of like holy fuck like that's mel gibson uh, it's like I don't even know if people like him anymore, but that's Mel Gibson. Like, yeah, because you've seen him so much, probably so many hours of your life you've been looking at his face for whatever reason. Yeah, and I'm not even like a huge fan, but I think like <laughs> I don't know, maybe the Lethal Weapons just made me think he was awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, who else have I seen? Oh man. <sighs> I'm going to tell you one person off the podcast because I saw I, I signed an NDA, so I don't want to get in trouble for that. Um, and then I feel like I've seen like celebrities here and there, but I try not to talk to them unless like it's it feels like inviting or like, I don't know. There really isn't an opportunity to talk to these people like you're you're in different quarters the whole time. They don't eat together like they're in their trailer. You sit like in a different oh, area. Yeah. When you shoot the scene, they're like you're usually. I'm usually background because I'm like so new. I'm trying to like figure this all this out. Um, so yeah, so what year like, was I'm the, in the, back. the movie set in? Ow. Oh, the '90s. So they wanted. Can like, you tell me what kind of '90s stuff they do, or is that also NDA? No, I didn't have to sign an NDA for that. I don't think. Um, honestly the scene i was in only had boxing so it's like they had to tell us to like leave our phones in the holding area and mm. like just react or just like do whatever you do at a boxing show and uh i asked for like a notepad so then i had like my little prop like i was like waging bets on the fight or some shit oh my god i don't know you have fun with it That's, that's really cool. I mean, you're out there doing what you want to do. One thing I always tell myself yeah. when I'm like uh, high and freaking out about what I'm doing, I'm just like, bro, I sort of think of all the things that are going on currently. I'm just like, we got a lot of good stuff going on right now. Yeah. Things creative people have to do. Like, it's hard to ground yourself and be like, man, like, I'm still doing really well. Like, I'm like, Sometimes you got to pause life and be like, I'm, no, I'm proud of myself. Or like, I'm proud that I did this or, like, got here. Yeah. Like, and doing that. So it's just a balance of, like, trying to be proud of yourself but also pushing yourself and not letting you, like, be lazy. Because I'm, I'm very lazy. Yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. 
Who man. So um where is there good hiking uh around where you are? Do you have to drive for a while to get there? Um you have to drive for a little bit for me. Um I've been like walking around my neighborhood recently and like trying to find out like all the secret little hidden nooks and crannies and like staircases and bridges and stuff to walk over. Um so I found like a couple like or I found like a route that I liked. Uh, um but if you want to go on a real hike, yeah, you're probably going to need to drive. But LA, the way that the, the roads work, like they're good, but it sucks. Like if we had yeah. better public transportation, I think like it would be a totally different city. But um, like driving there, it is convenient. Like it only takes like 10 minutes to get somewhere. That's pretty like if you were to walk there, it would take you in hours. <laughs> like, like it blows me away. It's like okay, this is a ten minute drive. How how much of a bike ride? Forty minutes? What the fuck? Like <laughs> that's insane. Um Yeah. That's I haven't cool. like I like doing trails and like climbing like little mountain things. Like I don't have equipment. I like boulder and stuff, so I'm I'm not a professional and I'm really bad at it. But I like to have fun and like try to get to like the top of things sometimes if it's like within reason. Um yeah but i don't own like hiking equipment and i probably should someday get like hiking boots or some form of that um yeah i think good yeah, boots when I, are when I, good investment yeah <clears throat> i hear good things like but when i went to seattle i drove back home and i like stopped at a couple places i wish i was prepared for yosemite when i went to yosemite because <laughs> You can't even fathom what, how beautiful that is. Like, and like, you want to, I wanted to go on it and like, I don't know, do a couple hikes in there, but there was like snow on the ground in some areas and it was really cold. So I was like, damn, like elevation's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. It's like, I don't remember, maybe like 6,000 feet up. <laughs> maybe maybe like four thousand. Sequoia up, National Park was higher. It's crazy. Aren't the roads super narrow too? Oh, that's what I was gonna ask you. What were you doing way up in the Pacific Northwest? Oh, Just my chilling? friend lives in Seattle. So um, yeah, this is gonna be weird to put on a podcast. But my friend Ainsley, um, I'm I met her on Tinder, and we just became friends. Like. We never really, she was in the Coast Guard and I was like trying to do acting stuff. I think I was attracted to her first and then like now we're just friends. Uh, but we talk a lot. And then um, like I talked to her today. She's just like a friend. And then um, she's now stationed in Seattle. Now she's underway. She's like by Canada in, in the water and the ocean. But uh, she's stationed in Seattle normally at this and i just visited her i wanted to do like some seattle things but yeah we hung out got to like meet her friends and like, went out to a restaurant and then like on the way back i'm like I'm, I'm gonna try to go on hikes and shit so um yeah on the way back i stopped at like mount st helens and then 
I like turned around because it was like getting snowy and shit. I was like, yeah, my car is not going to be able to deal with this right now. Um, oh, right. I remember. And, and then, yeah, I ended up getting into like, I took a different route in Oregon and then it was snowing all over me. And I was like, oh my God, like, how is it still snowing here? But the elevation was super high there, which like freaked me out because I didn't have service for some of it. And it's like, oh. man, like, you could really die out here <laughs> like if something were to happen. Um, yeah, but that's what's crazy. Like, I think if I if I am going to die, I think I'd want to die on the road. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I don't I think it would be a very pleasant after... death, though. Yeah, it depends. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'd like to die like natural causes. Like, oh, he just died on in his sleep on the road. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. But um, I'd rather have that than yeah, just like take a nap in like the back of the car and then like wake up and then you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Scary Movie Three? I think when I was really young. <laughs> they have a joke Which about like that? waking up dead. It's um, it's like Scream. They do again. Oh, I think that. And then like the ring. Yeah. They have Samara from the ring. Yeah. 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 Kevin Hart was in it with Anthony. What was it? Kevin Hart. Oh my God. Yeah, but before he was Kevin Hart, I'm pretty sure it was him. It's um him and Anthony Anderson. And they have like this Abbott and Costello joke bit type thing about waking up dead. Damn. It's so good. Like, cause when you die, it's like, I don't know, when you go to sleep, you laugh, and when you wake up, you're dead. And it's like, fuck, like, that's so good, but it's, like, it's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> joke, joke writing looks fun. I want to learn how to write, so I could try to get into that business. Yeah, I think writing is, uh, really, it's like acting, where you have to do a lot of, like, um work with no pay for a long time <laughs> that sucks well at least with acting you get paid for a little bit sometimes yeah de depending on the job yeah um i try to do paid work sometimes i don't but like i don't know i don't want it to be like a waste of time when i know it's technically not a waste of time it's just like maybe a waste of money yeah to do free things but you could learn a lot and you make a lot of connections from them so like it, it does show good work as i like when i met you i was like volunteering in a sense like for i don't even remember her name um who's making I after I hours remember. i think yeah yeah damn Sorry, I couldn't name drop you. Who? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Dude, but I was on this you... one set. I'm, I'm remembering right now. It was probably the weirdest set. Um, these two like burglars break into a house, right? And they're sneaking mm -hmm. around, and uh, the dude who lives there is like this insane um, guy with like. <laughs> they just like played up this massive foot fetish where they were tied oh, to, a, to the two burglars were tied to a chair with like 
everything tied up except their feet. It was a very bizarre thing. <laughs> like someone you went to school with wrote this, though? Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> they had, like, a big budget and everything. They had real actors. It would have been cool yeah. to go ahead and try to do a film like that, but I guess I, I did a documentary, so it's pr- pretty much the same thing, but just being able to write something and just, okay, we're getting actors to do this crazy shit, you know? It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a good industry. It's a very interesting industry. So, uh, what kind of music stuff are you doing right now? Have you been? Uh, um, you're talking about you're trying to get a guitar, but have you been practicing at all? Yeah, I practiced, um, but I feel like I haven't been practicing as well as I was. Uh, it's definitely more lazy type practicing. Um, <laughs> More of like habits, just doing things that I like, but without learning anything to make it even better. Um, but I've written a couple songs that like since I've been out here. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't really been inspired recently though. But yeah, I've written songs that like make me happy, and like I'll send them to some friends. Like I usually like write songs for people if that makes sense. Like it's mm-hmm. like oh this like reminds me of you and like and here like that's for you in a sense uh but yeah i haven't had like the inspiration to write something in a while but i miss it and like i really want to get back to doing covers on instagram yeah it's fun i had fun with that even though i messed up every single one of them and like it would piss me off but it's just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to give them what I'm going to give them. Like, I'm going to give people the real me. I'm not going to fucking... Like, I'll try to get the most perfect take I can. But one I like, I could only get as perfect as this, which is me fucking up. So have it. Like, take it. Um, I don't know. I'm not the kind of musician that, that makes a perfect take. I'm the kind that just, like, gives up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I recorded some stuff with uh, a band recently and they uh, it was just a long thing. They were going to take one song out of or something. So we weren't going to publish it all. But on the songs, it sounded really good because we already had a good take. We just didn't play the ending for some reason. <laughs> it just fizzled out. Did you out. play the guitar or a saxophone? The saxophone. Yeah. And, and it was they good. Didn't, they didn't do an ending? They would, it was like Shakedown Street. It just went and went, and then it just everyone just progressively stopped over like a second for no reason. Just fizzled. Well, that's kind of cool, though, that you're all in like time that you can do that. Yeah, that's true. Just move on to the like next thing. A, it's a good quality, I feel like, to have that connectiveness to know when the end of the song is there. Um, uh, did I, I send like, you the um, gumbo jam? I don't, I don't know if you did. Uh, I was... This was that same day I was recording with them, and I was on sax, and they were it was a drummer, um, a bassist, and a guitarist. And the guitarist was mainly doing rhythm stuff. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gumbo Jam on uh, Ship of Fools YouTube channel. I'll send okay. it. I'll, <laughs> I'll send it to you. Oh, I'll, I'll find yeah. it right now. I got my laptop. Sweet, you're prepared. I'll listen to it after that. Yeah. Yeah. I did, I um, I did, uh, what's it called oh, on my laptop? I did Skype on my laptop and then I have like Bluetooth headphones hooked in. Oh, nice. Super cool. 
Okay. Three weeks ago. Yeah. It was, cool. uh, so, uh, this summer we're playing a bunch of shows in like New York That's pretty sick. much. Um, That's so I think, cool. I think I can set up a live stream going cause I have a camera and I just, if I just get the right software on my laptop, I could probably swing something. So you could trust that like having your laptop somewhere just sitting with a webcam like watching for like i feel like someone might be up to something yeah that's true it depends if you have like i don't know if i don't know get your girlfriend to do it so one of them it's uh we're doing a festival which i mean it's just so like surreal to me even just saying that i'm doing this but uh it's a deadhead mm-hmm. festival. It's probably like a smaller one. And then some some place celebrating Jerry's birthday. Yeah. That's oh, good that's stuff. Sick. And the I'm excited to do more sex. To be honest, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so rusty and the the more I play, I'm able to like unlock the next sort of um trick or whatever. No, that's how that's how it happens. Yeah. Like you just keep learning and you keep getting better. It's crazy. Like I'm not that good, I'll be honest. Like <laughs> am I better am I better than other people? Some, yeah, like people who like that I grew up with in town. They're like, "Oh man, I wish I could play that." And it's like, "You really can. Like you just have to practice." Like they'll look at me like it's impossible. It's like, "I'm not even that good. Like you could all you just have to do is practice." Like, you just have to be willing to, like, take up that time. Yeah. So it's like, if I can do it, like, really, I believe anyone can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that but it's like, cool that you you do all sorts of stuff, like, from film to music and you think? Uh, acting. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to have fun. Like, I just try to see, like, what makes me happy. And, like... Those things usually do, but then sometimes you get into a funk. And like I, I was in the, I'm in that funk right now, and I'm trying to get out. I feel like yeah. this weekend was like the end of it. Life's crazy though. Bro, I don't know if uh, you're even aware of this because you're way out in the West, but the whole uh, New York, Connecticut, Jersey area has been drenched this past weekend. Yeah. And cold. Like it was 70 to 80 the week before, and then it was like 45, 50. <laughs> and you're getting rained on? Yeah, I saw J Ride in the rain. Damn. But it was good. I mean, that day wasn't I mean, as like, bad. It was just cold and windy. Are people at the point, like, I'd rather be out in the rain listening to J Rad than be inside of my home? Like, yes. Apparently. Is that what kind of year it's going to be? That's sick. <laughs> That like it's it's really gonna be another 1920s all over again, like Roaring Twenties. 1920s with the sensibilities of the 1960s. Yeah, like I think people people are probably gonna be spitting each other's mouth in like two months. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Dude, crazy. We're gonna imagine adapt. there's like some performance artists, like these two guys, and like <laughs> and on the street they just spit into each other's mouths for 36 hours straight. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I applaud it. Like, I get what you're trying to do for us, but I, it's not what it's not what we asked for. <laughs> like, the Blasio like, would be like sanctioning it. Yeah, 
thank you for the happening, but it's not what we need right now in the art community. <laughs> yeah. Where do you think it would be? Man. What do I, what do, what, what? Where do you, where do you think that uh, it would be? Do you think that'd be a Central Park sort of thing or like uh, Columbus Circle sort of performance? Mm. Uh, it's either going to be in Union Square. <laughs> nah, nah. Not Union Square. Probably. Um, Maybe Washington, Washington Square. Square like, Park. Yeah, like, probably it's Washington just the lawless Park. land there. They'll probably do it like inside the fountain that doesn't run or something. If it, I don't know if it runs. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Like, yeah, they'll do that there. And if it's not there, then it's done by like a totally different two group of people in a subway, like in 14th Street subway, like station. Oh my god! Oh, just like where people would normally play guitar and shit, like they're just spitting each other. Yeah, that, that's probably, even if they, even if those performers like knew each other, um, it would still get like really fucking intense and intimate <laughs> by like the first yeah. five minutes, and then you're doing it for another. Uh. Like I hope that the two people have friends to record it. <laughs> like just just one life. artifact. Yeah. Like enter enter the Guinness World like record books, please. That's true. <laughs> yeah, did he forget to bring the Guinness person in? So that's do it again. I think with the I don't know. Could they get by with just the recording or if they actually I think that the now there has to be a Guinness representative present. Oof. Um, okay. Might have changed well, it, I, but <laughs> Yeah. I guess I'll uh, have a Guinness World Record person over when I have someone over to spit in the mouth. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it for 36 hours. Man. Are you uh, at all into Dune? I mean, I'll preface, but I'm not really into Dune, but I think I'm excited to see the movie. I don't want to invest a bunch of time into the book. The video game? And the, no, that, no, the movie. Like that. But like, Doom, D O O M. Oh no, no, Dune with an N. I, I don't know what it is. I'll be honest. Yo, it's a, <laughs> are you into sci-fi at all? A little bit, yeah. It's like uh, it's like a bunch of people uh, living on a planet where they hunt whales for their blubber or something, and that gives them I don't know their energy. Oh. <laughs> and then, there's giant uh, desert worms that they fight with. Are we looking at Dune from 1984 or Dune from 2021? That's what you're looking at. 2021, oh, okay. yeah. Okay, so I guess it's a remake. That's, that's Yeah, it's a remake because the original wasn't that good, but the director yeah. for this one is insanely good. It's the guy who did Blade Runner, the new one, and uh, I haven't seen Arrival. That. Oh, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet is going to be in this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about him. Yeah, I, don't I don't know either. if it's like, it's like I can't tell if I'm jealous because like he's successful and like around our age, or if it's just like I don't, or it's like do I just want to punch him? Yeah. Because like, there's some like I can't tell. I heard he like gave a bunch of girls chlamydia. Oh my god, really? I thought it was like a rumor, like from NYU. Oh, because he went there, right? Yeah. Like, I thought there was, like, a rumor, like, a bunch of girls got an STI or STD from him. Yeah, school. that's about as that's about as valuable as the U.S. dollar, am I right? Put them in touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
but it's yeah uh, yeah a lot of people go to nyu and it's kind of freaky that they're everywhere what was your experience like like meeting so many different kinds of people if you did i think um i didn't really retain many friends from it the friends i, mm-hmm. I had were people that i like directly worked with and chose to work with for this documentary like um and mm-hmm. then people that i i saw i had in a writing class i just happened to sit next to them and we talked about some mm-hmm. just nerdy film sci-fi type stuff and uh Never my group mates, never my like roommates, really. Mm-hmm. It was bizarre. So I felt kind of alienated the whole time. Everyone's working on their own shit. There's not really any time to relax. Yeah. But that stinks. It's all good. I, I feel I think, alienated. It's all good. The ones I, uh, the people I did like retain and are still my friends are really, really, really close friends. So mm-hmm. that's good. Like uh, my college experience was like dumb. Like, I did community college, so like half of high school, mm-hmm. and then um, I don't know. I made a couple friends that were like from around me, that I still talk to today. But like, not like I don't consider them like close friends. They're just like people I know. And then um, I went to Marymount, and that I transferred into and that's like a school of like 3000 people pretty much. So everyone knows each other. So going there, just being thrown into that family situation was like weird because I also commuted. So I wasn't able to have like the dorming experience of me, like meeting people and getting to know what it's like. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is like my first experience dorming in a sense, like having these roommates. So oh, I had wow. to grow up. I have to grow up real quickly. That makes sense. Yeah, it's just mainly trying to be clean and not bother anyone with, you know. Yeah. Like, it's probably think... a problem because there's so many shared spaces, so a lot can go wrong. But I think mainly everyone understands it's something like it's not your fault, but dishes are yeah. a big thing, <laughs> I'd imagine. Like, I think, like, um, I have OCD now or, like, hmm. ADD or one of those, like, maybe both. Um ASS. Hey. <laughs> I wish I had ass. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I derailed you for a second. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm back though. I'm back on track. So yeah, I think my mom like gave me like some sort of ADD and OCD that like makes me a clean person in the kitchen. Um, the bathroom not as clean, but like I'm still like polite. I think. And then my bedroom's a fucking mess, though. Oh, yeah, that's same with me, pretty much. <laughs> I can't... I could, like, keep common areas well, but, yeah, the bedroom... Nah, it's just, like, a <laughs> lion's den, just, like, full of random shit. Yeah. I got, like, plants growing up near this window, and then on the other side, I have the, like, open guitar case. I, I need a bed frame, like, I'm one of those guys. Um... When I moved here, like, or not here, but when I moved to LA, I sublet it for a month. And then after I found a place in Boyle Heights, which is like, think of like a Latino area of like Brooklyn or something. Um, And then from there, I had literally nothing. Like I went into an unfurnished room and I had like, like yoga mat, blankets, uh, clothing, and my guitar. Um, And like a a metal water bottle. (laughs) And then, like, 
living there, it became Animal Crossing in a sense where I ended up getting a bed and then getting a bed frame and then like getting like a chair or whatever, like all these like little things and getting a printer, like getting a, I don't know. It's just weird starting from nothing and then having hmm. stuff. Yeah. After, it's like, I had stuff my whole entire life and then I had nothing. And then now I'm having stuff again. Um, but I need more stuff. Like I need a bed frame and like the shit to be like an acceptable member of society. So yeah, it's, it's like fun, but it's also like, damn, like, look how you're living at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but my roommates are cool. Like they're good people. Most of them are clean for the most part. Um, yeah. Yeah. But LA is LA is a dirty place, and I know New York <laughs> is, but is it but, dirtier than New York, or by same kind of level? I really don't know. I never lived in New York. Like, did your floor get dirty really easily in New York? My floor? No. Honestly, no, it wouldn't, because you're like in an apartment building, like yeah. probably. Like. Yeah, I think from like, like every having... day or something. No. <laughs> like over here it's like dust or sand. I don't know. It's just in the air. And like oh, your God. house will get dirty immediately. Like I'll take a shower, like wash my feet, and then like take a step out my door into my hallway, <laughs> into my room, and I already have like lint or something on my foot. I'm just like, what the fuck That's happened? Gnarly. Like how Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's crazy. But it's like LA is just dirtier. Because they're just like, yeah, let's just, like, take this desert and fill it up with a bunch of gas-ridden cars. And so there's just pollution. Like, <laughs> I, I met people here that got asthma after moving here. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Oh. Like, the air's that bad? Oh, my God. So it's, yeah. like, equivalent of smoking cigarettes just by living in L.A. That's why I would just, like, stay outside of the city. I feel like L.A. is a lot more expensive in the outskirts than New York's sort of quote-unquote outskirts are because la doesn't really la's outskirts aren't la anymore like la's yeah. outskirts outskirts it's like pasadena or glendale and like it probably doesn't make any sense for like you to hear that because it's like oh what does that mean but um or like the valley um all right it's so weird because like turning into an la person <laughs> now i gotta like say all the dumb highways and shit when i talk to people the 101 and the 405, yeah. <laughs> take take the 110, transfer to the 10. Do you feel like you're going to get an L.A. accent now? No, I better not. <laughs> Is there even an L.A. Think... accent anymore? <laughs> um, There's like a Valley Girl accent. Okay. It's like the girls up in the Valley, they're like, what? <laughs> like, they talk like stupid. Like, I heard a girl <laughs> talking yesterday, like, and I actually had to turn around. I was like, oh, my God. Like, you're dating someone who talks like that person? Like, oh, my. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. <laughs> um, but, like, people are always like, oh, you're from New Jersey. Like, say a Jersey accent. And they're like, what, where's your Jersey accent? And I'm like, hmm. it doesn't exist. It's not real. Like, yeah. Like that's a specific part of New Jersey you're going to talk like that. Which part is that? 
I couldn't even tell you because it's not real. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I don't know if it's like South Jersey or like up north near New York. Like, I don't or, or like Bayonne. Like, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I mean, my, my accent probably derives a little bit of like a Staten Island and like just like the standard American English because I feel like I talk really English like regular I don't know I don't think I have an accent when I talk I feel like it sounds pretty normal like to be like Western American normal person yeah but right, so talk what, about what, accents for days yeah I know right <laughs> what shows have you done in theater no, I I'm I haven't done like many honestly many theater shows. I was like pretty much like a supporting background person in like this show 1984 I did in community college. There was like a really bad rendition of George Orwell's <laughs> 1984. Um, you, you did what there? You were just like a stagehand or a background no, actor? No, well, so it was like a Brecht type of play. So it's like I had lines for like one part of it, for, but for the most part I was just like. Um, there's a different word than background. It's like ensemble. I was ensemble. So um, oh, okay. we were like, like dressed in like uniforms, like we were members of like that society. And um, we were like in charge of putting down and up the set decorations for each scene. So it was like this Brecht feel, um, mm -hmm. which I think is cool and could have been dark, but it, I felt like the way that it was portrayed by the director made it feel more like a cartoon than like real life. But maybe it's supposed to, so you don't like fully attach, so you know that it's like fiction. Because that's yeah. like what Brecht is. Like they try to separate reality from that. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so then after that, I did like A Few Good Men. I had, which uh, actually a very close role to who I am as a person. I was PFC William T. Santiago. I was the guy in the uh, in the Marines that got killed <laughs> for being a little bitch. Um, and all I had to do was like say a monologue. For that. Um, but I shaved my head for that because I was excited to get a role in a was that community before... theater play. Before you grew out the hair, after. Um, I grew out the hair multiple times. That was the first oh. time I cut it. And then when you met me, I think I had short hair again because I cut it for an internship. And then I, actually, I had long hair before I met you. It was my second time growing it. And then I cut yeah. it when I got that internship that got me to meet you. And um, I don't think I've grown it out since. And I'm trying to do it now. But growing your heart is hard as an actor because it's just like you have to consistently look like your headshots. Um, <laughs> so you have to like update your headshots often and that's expensive. And then um, you're, you're limited to roles once you grow out your hair. Like they might not use you for a lot because I feel like the norm is short-haired men. Yeah, that's right. You could fit in a lot I more people. Yeah. So it's like weird because you get two qualities. You get to stand out and look different and like have a certain quality to you or you could like still have a good certain quality but look the same and be able to do more. But would you stand out in a sense? Like that's, but 
in LA, you know what? There's probably like thousands of guys with long hair that also do this. So it's like, I don't know. It's just a competition. It's just a race. Um, but you're supposed to have fun. Like really. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like hell in a bucket, but it's just like, I always say like, I don't know. Like I'm just enjoying the ride. I know his line is like different than that, but I'm just trying to enjoy the ups and downs. For sure. Yeah. Sean Mayer does kill it on the hell in a bucket though. I mean, if you listen to that specific one, man, like he's got grit, like it's power. That that whole concert is like probably one of my tops. Which one was it's it again? A, it's the November first, two thousand nineteen. Maggie Rogers is like a special guest. Oh and, yeah, I was there. I remember. Oh, oh you're so lucky, dude. That's yeah. that's such a great show. So yeah, that good. was that was wild. Like I, uh, um, I smoked weed in front of an usher. Really? Did anything happen though or not? Well, I was kind of, I was a little out of her line of sight, but um, it was stressful for sure. But then I, oh, I met, I met this like comedian that uh, is actually kind of big in New York. He was sitting yeah. sitting right in front of me, and his Canadian guy gave me uh, a joint. Oh yeah, Phil Hanley <laughs> is someone else that you should check out on the. He always wears just like Bertha t-shirts on stage. Phil Hanley. Phil, okay. yeah. I just found his website. He's really funny. He puts like Instagram clips up and his jokes are really He's like yeah, he's pretty popular. He was on the Tonight Show and like Oh really? He does the he does the comedy seller seller. Yeah. He's like he's, self-deprecating and also just like blunt, which is just really funny. <laughs> I've never seen him. I'm gonna listen I'm gonna check him out. He's actually gonna be in New Jersey. Or he actually was. That's over. Oh, he's gonna be in Sacramento in June. That's oh, cool. interesting. Cool world we live in. The world's so small, but it's so big. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, my first dead show, I smoked weed. Um, and I was fine. I felt, like, at home. I didn't really get paranoid. Yeah, it was all good vibes, right? Yeah, like, my first uh, Dead & Co. show was... November 1st, 2015. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I was a big John. I think I saw them twice or, or like one and a half times in 2016. Were they good? Because I never even, I wasn't even around for that. I don't really remember. Like, I think I had, I remember enjoying them and having fun, but I haven't like checked back and listened to them now. Okay. But I think... Forever. I, I've listened to like my first night a couple times. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Got, like I put it on a CD and I had it in my car for a while. There's probably a better recording out these days. Um, but John fumbled a little bit, like he fucked up. Um, and I th think that's exciting though, because he's learning. And like if you listen, if you look at him now and listen to him now, he's like a different person because of the Grateful Dead. Like I feel like it changed his his life a lot Probably. so it's really interesting to like see how much it means to him now all right here's here's a question from my uh my girlfriend about john mayer uh-huh like, how old was he 
What part of his life was he in where he dated Taylor Swift? I honestly, I think it was, see, I'm not like a super into it, but I think it was before um, Paradise Valley. So probably around like 2012 or so. It was because Paper Doll is supposedly about her. And that album came out, I think, in 2013. Um, And I think Born and Raised came out a little bit earlier. So it's probably in between Born and Raised and that. He probably dated her. But I never listened to uh, Taylor Swift's music. So, like, at least that album that talks about, like, Dear John or whatever. Um, Mm. Because, like, I see on on, uh, TikTok, like, Mm. when he made his fucking tiktok like people were all like saying like she was this old john like blah 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 i'm like fuck like, yeah there is some there's a lot of crazy shit going on and i gotta figure this out like he he fucked her heart he broke it up <clears throat> but i mean john's a weird guy i don't i don't know him <laughs> in real life like i idolize him because i'm an idiot but he's just the person and he's very strange if you you could tell but he's like a good kind of strange um as a whole like from what I see, like I feel like he's matured a lot and learned a lot, but um, I think his brain just operates differently than other people's. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could tell he like analyzes certain things through this through like a specific lens. Um, he's very intelligent, uh, but maybe he's just not good at relationships or like things like that. Yeah, and I feel like. Everyone has a character flaw or something. Yeah, everyone... The brain is just, like, full of multiple intelligences. And, like, being able to talk out your emotions or with people and stuff like that, that's that's a high level of, like, intellectualism that most people don't have. Most people don't talk about their feelings, and it's really hard. Like, people take therapy to learn how to do it, in a sense. So it's like... Yeah. No one's perfect. But yeah, I think he like goes to therapy and shit now. So he's probably in a lot better shape and he probably feels bad for whatever he did. But I'm not his fucking publicist, so I can't talk. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, people people change and they grow. I mean, I've made mistakes too. I'm not perfect. But why am I defending I've, I've, him? I've heard like some he's... vitriol on the side of Taylor Swift about John Mayer. And uh, to be honest, he doesn't have much to, like going for him to um, counter some of the stuff. Wait, what? But, I mean, he plays well. Like, <laughs> I mean, um, like he's a really bad person, and I just don't know. No, I'm just thinking. Um, I like the Swifties. I know a few, and they for sure have a lot of uh, grievances with the man, and they don't they don't let you forget it. So you're talking about your girlfriend, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> Mayhaps. Are you? Are you into John Mayer though, or like, does she like stop? I am. I mean, being into him. I'll. I'm not gonna go, go to any fewer shows because of it, but I might think about it while I'm there. But yeah, I mean, if he plays the guitar well, like Miles Davis was a horrible person, and I, I'm sure I would have similar sort of conflicts looking at him performing live. If uh, yeah, he was, if I, he was still around. I, I read his autobiography, and I I fucking love Miles Davis, but like. <laughs> I don't know all the shit that he's done. He probably hasn't mentioned all of it, but I know he was like a bad drug addict and he did treat people a bad way. Um, I don't know. That's a whole other life. Like that's his experiences yeah. like felt justified at the time. 
because of the drugs. So it's it's crazy on like how you look at it. Like yeah, he was a bad person and but like drugs will drugs are so good they'll ruin your life. Yeah, they will. The Louis C.K. line. Name <laughs> well, drop. Yeah. I'm I haven't listened to, to any of his stuff recently. It'd be interesting to see him now. I actually saw him before COVID. How was he, that? Like, played, he played in like February. It was great, honestly. <laughs> he like talked about his whole situation and, and it like made it funny. Um, oh, that's weird. <laughs> But like, yeah, it wasn't it was weird. before COVID, and he was just like, huh, like you think, like you guys ever have a bad year? <laughs> so like, opening on that, like before the world even knew what was gonna happen, like, yeah. it was just really funny. Uh, but like his whole like joke at the end was like, um, okay guys, like remember this: if you ever ask a girl if you could do something to this, and they say yes, don't do it. <laughs> It was just really funny because like his his brain probably just thought that it was okay and their yes was like yes and when really they were just uncomfortable and he just couldn't read a room and he made a lot of mistakes. Huh, so it was bad. As a comedian, no, he's amazing. Um but as a person, I mean he probably has done a lot of therapy to like or, or or met people who were okay with him jerking off in front of them. Like, I don't know. He's got a weird brain. Yeah. Yeah, but feel free to tell me about, like, what the Swifties say about John Mayer. They basically say that uh, they just keep, they won't let go of the fact, for a good reason, that, like, he was 35 or something and she was 19. Um, mm hmm and I mean, it's not illegal. It's not. It's just like a. Um, it's weird, but yeah. Yeah, it's but definitely John's like, not usual. John's like forty now, and it's like. He's forty-five or something now. Nah, he's forty-one. I thought. I remember turning forty like a long time ago. I thought he was. I, I was thought he school. was forty-one. I'm looking him up right now. Um. Let's see. He's 43. Oh, shit. <laughs> Turning 44 this year in October. Um, yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah. But, like, he still seems young as fuck, though. Like, he's, I feel like he's very in touch with, like, the youth. As weird yes, as that so. sounds. Like, he's, like, friends with, like, Sean Mendez, which is, I guess, kind of weird, but cool. Um, how how Travis Scott Mendes? he works with. I don't know. No, if he's, I, I don't think that's weird. Mainly, it's the... It's just relationships, not friendships. Yeah, I guess so. No, he, I don't know. I think he's a cool guy. Um, but also, like, when you're Taylor Swift's age, there's two different ways of looking at it. Like, you're either, like, starstruck or you're fully aware that you're going on dates with 35-year-old men. Like, girls do that shit. Like I've met girls that have like, dated older men, and like they own that. So it's like yeah, and she's it's like, how old does she have to be for it to be okay for her to make the decision? You know, it's not like she was under yeah. some sort of duress. She wasn't her boss. You know, 
she is an adult, but just because you're an adult doesn't mean that you're smart. So like, she shouldn't have done that. And but I guess like he shouldn't have gone after her. But yeah, but I don't think there's anything necessarily like super wrong about it. But I don't know. I don't know. Like That's I don't think dating. <laughs> I don't think the dating age thing is a big problem unless someone's like really being like, um, groomed. Like if they're being groomed, then it's a problem. If he yeah, groomed her, yeah. yeah. Like I would be like, yeah, fuck that. That's not cool at all. If he did some like R. Kelly shit, like. But I feel like she knew what she was getting into, and he's probably. I mean, if you're living as a single man for most of your life, you're. It's probably going to be hard to be in a relationship with someone like that when you like, because a relationship like low key takes away your freedoms in a sense. Um, it's like having a dog without being rude to women or dogs. Like, it's like you can't go on vacations when you have a dog. Like with a girlfriend, it's like you can't always do this on a Saturday. You, like you can't hang out with your boys or something because you have like a date night or something to do with your girlfriend. Or like she just wants to spend the night in and you have to be in too. Yeah. People are weird. People are really Faux weird. Show, Paul. <laughs> Faux What's show. Up? Faux show. Faux show, yeah. An anthropology course today. Taking talking about different psyches. No, no, no. I'm just talking about our like your <laughs> your podcast. Yeah, yeah. This episode. Thank you though for inviting me. Of course. Very, I'm having a blast. That's good. If you ever uh, come by in Los Angeles, like, feel free, like, let me know. I have a couch. Not cool. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not this year because it's a lot, it's a weird year. But I um, mean, you you're about to grow up real quick, man. Like, exactly. this year is gonna be great for you. Like, so don't don't focus on like, yeah, like focus yeah, on but, yourself. Yeah, I'd love to hang out wherever I'll be located. I'll be probably outside of the city mm. of New York. Are you looking at like like uh, Jersey City at all, or like um, Hoboken, like places like that? Um, I ha- I looked a little bit, but I think uh, for whatever reason, um, near that Mario Cuomo Bridge is where I like like Terrytown and all of them. I don't even think I know it. White, That's how much of a plans. New Yorker I am. Okay. Yeah. They have some comedy clubs and shit there. So that's cool. Yeah, plus it's close to like... Yeah, I, I could look at New Jersey. It just depends. Now that it's legal there, it's that weed is legal. That's a big plus. But um, as far yeah. as I know... Oh, that was why. Because I really don't like the, the way they're handling weed and just their government. I never really liked... Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't. I hate Connecticut. And I think Jersey is similar. I th- um, I'm surprised, like that New York isn't like, like I'm surprised New York City doesn't have their own like rules for marijuana. I think they kind of do. Like the police. I thought it was decriminalized. Arresting people. Yeah. Where? I no, thought New York is decriminalized totally in New York. Then why? New wait. York? Then why are you like hesitant? Because like Jersey, um, they're preventing you from home grow. And they took a bunch of things off of the bill that the referendum like showed people. And mm-hmm. so people voted in stuff that's not going to actually happen. That's fucked and, up. 
it's that I, I don't want to live in a fucking state that can do that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But New York, it, it is fully legal, and that's a big thing. So for me, I really want to go to New York, and um, also it's closer to people that I know in that sort of area. And yeah. I like I like the woodsy aspect. I don't want to live really in the city. But, yeah. Um, what's like, if you don't mind me asking, like, what's like your budget looking like? You don't have to answer that. I think I if it's probably not going to be possible, but um, <laughs> like I said, probably under like impossible. But it, it'd be great if it was under a thousand, and if yeah. not, then well, I mean, I. I as far as I know, I think splitting it works out well. Yeah, you're gonna need roommates, which should be fine. Like, yeah, but I think I think you're gonna be okay. How much could you like pay for a decent, like, a bare minimum apartment? Honestly, like, this is my first time doing this, so it's like all really crazy. But I've been living in places that are 900 um, okay. a month. I would. That's still pretty good. Perf- it is. I'd prefer like cheaper. Like, like I feel like if I had only seven hundred a month, I'd probably be like really comfortable. Um, but yeah, I'd like to work my way up so I can afford like a better place for sure. I don't. I don't know what I can conceive of, but I would like a little studio someday. I feel like that's like the best bet. Because then you, you have yourself. And then, like, neighbors, I guess. I don't know. The privacy is cool. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't know uh, if I would drive myself insane with privacy. Like, I don't know if, if I would be, like, a hermit or not. I mean, if there's people you don't really know about your family, I think everyone sort of respects everyone else's boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because I live with dorm people, and uh, it, it, the walls are super thin there, but you just sort of kick people out, you know, and everyone understands. Yeah. Dude, I was in a co-ed dorm the last semester I was in New York. It was bizarre. It worked out. It's fine. But Why was it so bizarre? Because it was just like, I was so used to doing everything, like, not co-ed. And, um, I mean, like, in the moment, I don't think it was uh, super weird, but mm-hmm. it's just, I feel like it's, usually dorms aren't co-ed, which maybe that's not a good thing, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like, when I first moved here, I lived in, like, a co-ed place, which was, like, fine. I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. I I became friends with, like, the girl who lived with us. Um She's like a, a comedian, and like I'll go to her show every now and then. Oh, that's cool. She good? Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I saw her like a couple nights ago. Where was it? Maybe like last week. Every day blends in with one another. Just a name awesome drop. Her name Becca Ward. Um, yeah, she's from West Virginia and talks about her family and it's a party. She's really funny. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. It's fun to watch people who are really good at something on stage. Yeah gets me inspired like damn look at these people i know doing yeah. things i wish open mics were a thing that's one thing i really miss that i don't think is back yet um yeah there might be like um zoom open mics they do a lot of shit like, like that in la 
yes. and like Zoom uh, comedy things. Yeah, um, I definitely did one of those, but it's it's different because there's no crowd and the atmosphere is just strange. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to do it. Like, I really want to go into improv really soon, so I'd oh, like cool. to take an improv class, but I don't want to do an improv class if I can't be face to face with people. So I'm waiting on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe today's Monday. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Thank you for everyone who's given up their life to help us. Um. Yeah, I hate war, so I yeah, don't want to talk about that. But but thank you those who sacrificed all they had to give us everything we we get. Yeah crazy i'm like listening to bob dylan's masters of war it's like fuck war so much like <laughs> i i hate all this shit going on with the world yeah i know and uh it sucks that there's no like sign of it stopping you know if anything it's just growing yeah i thought it was stopping like for a second with like that whole ceasefire thing with Israel and Palestine, and then like you just see something else that gets more attention that day or like the next day that's fucking crazy too. And it's like, wow, like we are just not there as a human race yet. Yeah, we have all these resources and money, and we are too selfish. Hmm. I think, uh, I mean, it's it's gonna be like that forever, probably, but. Yeah, That's I think shame. in the end, as long as there's weed, everything's all right. <laughs> and on that note, is there anything you want to plug for the ill listening? Oh man, I, this I've never done anything like that, but I guess my Instagram, um, it's at this charming Paul, and I just post weird stories, and I wanted to try modeling, so. There's pictures of me trying to look like I, I know what I'm doing and that, I, that make me look better than I look in real life. Um, but yeah, I want to start doing some fun things soon and we'll just hopefully, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Had a good experience with us. Yeah, it was a good time. And uh, you're always welcome back on the podcast whenever you feel like. Thank you. If Yeah, if you ever come to LA, we could do a face-to-face podcast that'd be dope i think i'll do a west coast uh west coast Patrick's green tea podcast <laughs> no it's gonna be like a west coast up. road trip like california to uh like kind of like you did mm-hmm. be, yeah especially it's if there's a gorge fun. show <laughs> yeah if you're traveling on the road for the for the dead and company shows i will try and save hmm. up and meet you somewhere yeah that's you because I feel like half the country didn't really get many shows this year. I'm surprised they're only doing one night at City Field, honestly. I know. It's because they they compressed all of them in the same uh, week. I just Schedule feel like now. that's a bad... I just... They could have made a lot of money if they just had two City Field shows. <laughs> Which they probably don't even need anymore. They're just doing it because they like to play music. I don't know. Yeah. I know that but, the crew uh, does need a job, though. So. That is true. 
Um, so I hope to see you. That's how Jerry. Yeah. Soon in the future. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, I feel really grateful to have this experience, and I had fun. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Too. You can find me at Patrick Screen Tea on Patreon, Discord, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, and Bandcamp. Patrick Screen Tea Podcast on Instagram and Patrick Green Tea without an S on Twitter. If you donate at least $5 a month on Patreon, you'll get exclusive access to the Drunk Patrick Chronicles. The show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Supplemental materials like photos and texts are available on our website, patrickscreentea.com. You can join our subreddit at r slash patrickscreentea. You can make comments on YouTube and on the website. And you can contact me directly at patrickscreentea at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review of the show on your favorite podcasting platform. It really helps us out. Thank you so much and have a lovely day.